Shall we wander down to the woods? He had a glint in his eye as he spoke, and it set her on edge. What's in the woods? she asked, pulling back a little. Aside from Oli and the unicorns, probably nothing too dangerous. He leaned in a bit, and it will give us a chance to talk in private. Her heart sped up, and she could feel the heat rising in her cheeks. She pressed her lips together and nodded, refusing to speak for fear that she would say something utterly stupid. The corner of his lip quirked up, and he let on. They followed a dirt path that led from the courtyard down across the lawn. A wooden bridge crossed over a small stream right at the edge of the forest, and they paused for a moment, watching the multicolored fish dart back and forth in the waters swollen from the storm. A large toad sat on a rock in the middle of the water, croaking softly as it enjoyed the warmth of the sun. Edith glanced at the man beside her and found him watching her intently. Their eyes locked briefly, and his lips parted as if to say something. His head tilted in ever so slightly, drawing closer to hers. She braced herself, wanting to rush in and press her lips to his, but right then, a loud bark sounded nearby. Startled, she jumped and squeaked, and Charles laughed. The moment was broken, and Charles grabbed her hand, dragging her toward the noise. Ollie was racing up the path from the woods, tongue lolling out of his mouth as he ran. He caught up with them and raced around, barking excitedly and wagging his tail before darting back into the trees. "'Come on,' Charles prodded as he started jogging. Edith groaned inwardly, but Charles had not dropped her hand and she was reluctant to let go, so her only choice was to match his pace. Together they trotted into the cover of the woods. The path branched three ways, two of the dirt tracks well-worn. The third was barely visible and rarely used. That was the one Charles picked. He slowed his pace, tugging gently on Edith's hand to pull her in closer. Their arms were pressed against each other by the time they reached a small clearing. The grass there was lush and soft, thick enough to make a suitable bed in a time of need. The stream had doubled back somewhere in the woods and ran through the middle of the clearing. A wooden bench was placed along its bank, with fishing poles, nets, and other gear arranged on a wooden rack nearby. Along the edge, under the cover of the trees, stood a pagoda. Edith was amazed to find that it housed a small couch, a comfortable reading chair, and several bookcases full of books. She looked at Charles with wonder in her eyes. He spun in the middle of the clearing, holding his arms out wide. Welcome to my secret hideout. He stepped close to her, putting an arm around her waist as he pulled her near. If you promise not to tell a soul about it, you can come here whenever you want. He brushed a lock of hair from her eyes, and she leaned into him, nodding. I promise. He grinned. Good. As he pulled away again, frustration washed over her, but he distracted her by grabbing her hand and leading her into the pagoda. He sat on the couch, patting the seat beside him. She sat down, trying to sit as close to him as possible without it looking that way. He turned to her, taking her hands in his. Edith, I... He paused, looking at the ground as he chewed on his lip. She looked at him expectantly. He took a deep breath before continuing. I'm going after the keys. I'm the most experienced, most capable fighter. 
Boxy, Veth, and Atlanta are good, but they need my help and none of the other advisors can risk going. They have to protect their keepers. Edith's heart sank at the thought of Charles being in danger, and she squeezed his hands. He squeezed back, a small smile sneaking into his frown. I'm not sure what to do with you yet, though. I'm sure Alex found a way to tell his evil minions where you are. Mags is more than capable of protecting Dana. The girl will be locked in her room the entire time, and no one will be able to get the key from Mags, of that I'm certain. But I can't bear the thought of keeping you prisoner in my own home. And if there's an attack and you're not in the room... Worry stretched across his face, and she reached a hand up, brushing away some of the lines it caused. 